Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Orly here with the Cubica AMF Tech Tip Podcast. If this is your first time checking it out, um, I hope you join me weekly as I take you on a journey through the fascinating world of bowling technology and beyond. I kind of feel like during that little speech right there, I should have the Twilight Zone uh, music going or something. That sounded great, though, man. I like Thank it. you. And if, and if you guys don't recognize that voice, first off, this week we are talking. And like I said, if you're new to the show, we're going to have a different kind of guest host each week, you know, people from the industry. Um, yeah. So this week we are talking uh, about choosing the correct lane pattern. And when I was going to go into doing this show, you know, I'm searching around. Who can I get? I'm asking people. And everyone kept coming back to the same person. So I think I got the man that we all want to talk to and hear from. We have Don Agent on with us, Director of Technical Support and Education with Kegel. Don, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Orly. It's an honor to be here. And, um, you know, I, I appreciate the invitation. I really, uh, hopefully the information we got to cover is, uh, is going to help a lot of people out. Yeah. So today, like I said, we're going to talk about choosing the, the correct lane pattern for your center. And I know there's a lot that goes into this. And I know, you know, we're going to cover some of it today, but I definitely know this is a, a much broader thing that could probably just be broken down into more. You know, there's so many things that could go into this. So before we're even done with the show, I'm going to already extend a, a welcome back for you to an invite for you to come back again. And I hope that you uh, after get I should ask you before and get you to commit before, you know, before <laughs> this goes over and you're like, what was I thinking coming on with this guy? <laughs> I look forward to it. Thanks a bunch, Orlick. All right, Donald, we're just going to get right into it. Um, and I know and, and like I've mentioned before on this show, somebody might listen to the show and kind of be like, oh. I knew how to do that. Why would they do a show covering that? But there's a lot of new people coming into the industry. And um, one thing I know when I first got into the bowling industry, um, I had some family members buy a bowling center is people, even if you're new to it, people want to help you. They want this industry to keep going, keep going strong. So, you know, that's why we're doing the show. We might have something on here that people, you know, it's really going to help people that have been in the industry long. It might help somebody that's just very new to the industry. Um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be some people that listen to the show and be like, what's a lane pattern? And and this might be the perfect show for them, you know? So that's the good thing about this show. It's, it's for all, you know, all different people, whether you've been in the industry for years, whether you're new to the industry, whether, you know, seasoned veterans. So today, choosing the correct lane pattern, um, we're going to get right into that and hopefully we can help some people out. Um, so the question I'll come to you with, let's say somebody comes to you, Don, and they are like, you know, before I select a house pattern for my bowlers, what do I need to know in advance to make the process easier? You know, it that's the number one question that, you know, we answer at tech support. And a lot of times I think people think that, you know, it's as simple as, well, just download one of the 700 lane patterns we have on our website and put one in. But there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of critical things that, that go in the background, a lot of uh, complex information that we need to have before we do that. So, I mean, you've got different demographics, for example. I mean, when you're talking bowling, the wonderful thing about our, our sport is it's global. Yeah. And and even just in the United States, I mean, we can go north, you know, south, east, west. You, you've got different temperature variants, you know different atmospheric conditions. And, and a lot of people don't really understand all these things affect, you know, how the lane condition not only plays, but the decisions that go behind what you select as well as the chemicals you might use. 
another one, you know, what, what is your business? Um, are you, you know, you've got some different models now. It's a lot different than when I do a seminar 25 years ago, you know, there's a lot more recreational business models now. And that has a, we have a totally different approach on what we'd suggest versus, you know, I'm more of a traditional style or more of a league-based competitive, or I've got an equal split of both, you know, what percentage of your customers, you have to look at the age bracket. Okay. What do I have youth-wise? Do I have a really good youth development opportunity in the area and demographically? Or like in Florida, we have a lot of seniors. You know, so to the point where sixty uh, percent of your daily leagues may be people over the age of sixty, and they a lot of times require a different lane pattern to give them the same enjoyable result that the rest of us get. Um, you know, the last thing I think people don't understand is that there's not one size that fits all. Um, 25 years ago, I tripped around the world and said, Hey, I, I can put one pattern in your house, man, it'll make 75% of the people happy. You'll be great. And, but as the business has evolved, you know, equipment's changed in 25 years, surfaces have changed. I mean, all these things, um, technology. In the end, we've really got to look at multiple patterns now being a greater path to success than saying I'm going to run a single pattern and everybody just deals with it. Yeah. And something you mentioned there is going to go into my next question here. Does the type of lane, uh, you know, or the lane machine conditioner, you know, maybe geographic location have any impact on choosing a pattern? All of these are, are a giant factor. And these are all questions that we would ask if somebody called in, whether they were an experienced person in a bowling center or, what have you, because before we can really make a decision to, hey, we're going to pick a pattern, um, you know, there's a variety of lane surfaces. They all play differently, even though the same patterns apply. There's there's a variety of different lane installation techniques. Um, all these have uh, effects on topographical issues. Um, you've got older surface versus newer surfaces. You still have a, a, believe it or not, there's a lot of wood still in the world you know and a lot throughout the midwest and that's a complete different ball reaction and a complete different pattern length and volume and in the way that we attack that the condition model age type of your lane machine you know what are you what are you going to use you know what is the the artist's brush to paint the picture all right you know i mean we've got to deduce firstly you know, is this thing even in operational order, you know, on a scale of one to 10, where are we at? Can we get, you know, down the path where we're at? Or, hey, we've got to do some upgrades or some changes or maintenance so that we know what we're trying to apply is actually going to be out there. Um, and then when you get into chemicals, I mean, there's, I couldn't even give you a number. I mean, I, I'd, I'd go conservative. <laughs> there's over 50. I mean, we've got 10. Okay. You know, and and it goes back to the one size doesn't fit all. I mean, people are like, why do you come out with new oil if this one has been so good for you? Because that person that is in that bowling center in Cheyenne, Wyoming, on 50-year wooden lanes with a in a town of 1,200, has a different clientele and different need than somebody does at South Point 
Okay. Okay. In Las Vegas. And so those are, those are huge things that we will all obviously take into consideration before we'll pick the pattern going forward as well. All right. And how about, you know, temperature and topography, is this a factor on the bowling center level versus like a professional level? Honestly, topography is a number one factor on why lanes play differently, though the same pattern was applied. Okay. Temperature has a whole nother factor as well. And this kind of gets into touching into geographical areas. We get a lot of calls where somebody up in Michigan says, man, they're, they're playing tighter. They're hooking less. I got less back ends. It's, you know, December. I just shoveled my truck out with snow, <laughs> you know, and, and all these things obviously do have an effect. So we take that into consideration with topography. When you're dealing with lane conditions from the house condition standpoint, you know, we'll go recreational bowler to, you know, semi-competitive league. You know, we'll say like a, a you know, four to one to nine to one ratio, um, which is another topic. But when you're getting into that, a lot of times the length of the pattern and the depth and the blending and structure of the pattern can mask some of those topographical demons that would pop out when you start flattening it down and you start getting below, honestly, three to one. You know, I said four to nine, but you start getting down, you know, three and a half, three to one. Then you start finding the, the differences in the pairs. And for those that, on the bowling side, which I was and a lot of us at Kaggle were, before we had this knowledge on the industry side, you know, we were like, that lane machine had a problem, man, seven and eights, you know, completely different. Well, if I put a 19 to one house pattern ratio on there and, and dead blocked it, you wouldn't find a difference between the house. But if I flatten that out to a degree where you had to repeat shots and I took your area away, then you are going to notice more. We don't look at a, I don't look at a bowling center as a bowling center, okay. like a 32, 32 lane bowling center. I look at it as 32 bowling centers. That's how I look at it as, as a lanesman. You know, the effects of temperature, when you go back 20 plus years, um, it was more critical than it is now. And I'm not just going to speak on behalf of Kaggle. I'm going to speak on behalf of the industry. You know, technologies have improved all the way around. Um, chemically additives that we're all able to use and, and try to create all these things. We're constantly chasing depth, durability, you know, longevity of a lane pattern, fairness, blendability, the ability to clean. Um, so 20, 25 years ago, temperature was a big critical factor. If I remember correctly, our chemist Dennis Shears told me that the conventional chemicals at that time that did not have the additives that they do nowadays, you know, were essentially for every, you know, one degree of temperature that changed, it could change the viscosity by two, two centipedes. Okay. We actually saw that on tour. When I was out in the late 90s and we take temperature checks on the lane surface, you know, right after we were, you know, before we put oil in the lane, we cleaned it, took it, shot it after we oiled it. Then they turned on the lights for the show for 20, 30, 40 minutes. Big, just burning, you know, production lights. We'd go back out. Temperature was jacked up. We'd seen nine to 16 degrees across a 40 minute period. And all of a sudden, we've got, you know, some of the great Storm Duke, these people going, man, this ain't anything close yeah. 
Well, we just got on ball. No, it's not. It carried down quicker. It, all these things that broke down differently. You know, so 72 degrees is really your, honestly, that's what chemicals in our industry are manufactured to be the most stable at. 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Unfortunately, I don't have the Celsius. But um, that is where viscosity will remain true. Um, even today, that we have additives that reduce that. So now today, like if you had a, it would be the opposite, like a two degree change or a three degree change may only be a change of one centipoid. Okay. You know, that 10 degree change all of a sudden in that much, 45 to 48 viscosity isn't a whole lot. Going from 30 to 40 or 30 to 42, there's some different feelings there. Um, you know, it, it's in the age of the surfaces, we got to be honest with ourselves, you know, what do we have or are we trying to you know achieve the unattainable i mean if you've got a you know 25 30 year old lane surface um, though it may look shiny it may look fine um, there are things that have, that have happened in that surface over time that the there's no amount of oil there's no amount of lane machine technology that's going to fix that problem so you also have to identify, do I have a problem internally that I have to correct first? And some of the synthetic, well, one one particular brand that I personally uh, have, have uh, we called screened and polished was, you know, Brunswick lanes, the older lanes. You know, you could go over that with a procedure with a buffer and it would literally tame the track down. And that was due to a composition of how the, the lane was put together that you could almost basically polish it back off a little bit to where you could reduce the oil. But you can't do that with everything. And even then, there's a point where when it's beyond a certain age, it is what it is. Well, Don, I appreciate your time today. I, I appreciate you taking the time to come here because I know you're a busy man. And like I said, this, I can already tell you have so much knowledge and we probably just, you know, just broke the ice when it came to how much there is to talk about these kind of things. So I definitely want you back on the show. I hope you agree to come back um, so we could talk about this a little more. I'd love to, because I, I think we can, you know, in a couple more segments, go to the next step. Now that we've gathered all this information we just talked about now, what is the next step? And next we can help plot and we can help plot that out. And and we just, you know, on behalf of Kaggle, we, we're thrilled to obviously be a part of anything educational for our great sport. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we are just happy and hope, you know, people tune in. And if you've got questions, we're an open resource. There's no cost, you know, 1-800-280-2695. If you got a question on anything, give us a call. I mean, our tech support is always available for people new, old, existing, doesn't matter. Awesome. Well, we appreciate your time. And for anyone that's maybe new to listening today, make sure to go check out the past episodes we have. And until next time on the Cubica AMF Tech Tip Podcast, we appreciate it. And we will see you all soon. Take care.